Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey there, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis and the director of FCA here in the state of Idaho. This month of July for the Heart of the Athlete programs, we're going to be hearing from the different nightly speakers that spoke at the Northwest FCA Sport Camp the last week of June over in Nampa at Northwest Nazarene University. We had over 420 athletes, that's junior high through high school athletes. We had 65 college uh, huddle leaders, college athletes, and then nearly 100 coaches in, in 17 different sports. We saw God do some amazing things in the lives of not only the campers, but also their college athletes and our coaches. And we're just so blessed to, to be able to host the, the regional camp um, here in Napa at, at Northwest Nazarene University. We had athletes actually from over uh, 11 different states as well. Our first speaker, which you'll get to hear from today, this is our, our uh, speaker that spoke on night one, is Crystal Peterson. She's on staff at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Tri-Cities, Washington, and she was fifth in the world in the CrossFit Games uh, last year in 2021. So we're super excited to, to hear from Crystal today, so sit back and enjoy. From one athlete to another, my hope for you is that my story tonight may encourage, may validate, may motivate you to live everything in Christ by having an unashamed pursuit to be the greatest version of yourself, exactly who you were created to be. Now, to discover who you are, we must first know God, the creator of all things. In our scripture tonight, Paul teaches us in Ephesians, the first chapter, that we are blessed in Christ. How are we blessed? In verse 11, we are reminded that he is in ultimate control. Did you know that you were his first round draft pick for his purpose? So knowing that he is in control, he will work everything according to his will. Say everything in Christ. Again, say everything in Christ. Awesome. Say unashamed. Good. Unashamed, acting openly and without guilt or embarrassment. Now that's hard to do. Being ashamed is pretty easy. But tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about being unashamed. I'm learning to be more unashamed in my uniqueness. Not trying to fit in or trying to fit into a mold that I thought I was supposed to be. In pursuit, because waiting for things to happen is not how we were created. We need to pursue life. We need to pursue each other. We need to pursue what he has created us to do. God has put passions in your heart for his purpose and for a reason. Don't be ashamed of that passion or that dream that is deep down inside of you. My hope tonight is that you hear God, that his voice is heard in your head and in your heart, encouraging you and cheering you on, and that you know how to use the gifts that he's given you for his glory. This is my family. They're running around campus here. You might run into some of them. Brent, my husband, Elias, Adrian, Jaden, Blake, and Peja. 
I was born in North Dakota. I was raised in the great state of Montana. And I went to college in South Dakota. I lived in the Marshall Islands for my first job out of college and then moved to Washington State. I was brought up in a Lutheran church with my family. I have one brother. I accepted Jesus in middle school at about your guys' age or a little younger at a camp just like this. In early adulthood and married life, I lived in the Marshall Islands. That was my athletic transition from sports coming into adulthood and into professional life as an engineer. I worked hard in the corporate world, climbing the corporate ladder, which led me to a crossroads that I could either speed up that corporate executive ladder to success, or I could stop entirely and stay at home and be mom. Thankfully, I was walking closely with the Lord, and he gave me a clear answer to stay home. Now having four amazing athletic boys and one special needs little girl, I'm very lucky and I'm very glad that he led me to be at home. Not being able to leave my daughter, Peja, home with any traditional childcare, I was encouraged to try the sport of CrossFit because I could bring her with me to the gym. I brought the stroller in and parked her right next to me with the e-brake on and I started to exercise. Long story short, I fell in love with the sport of CrossFit, the physical and the emotional lessons that came with it, and the competitive element. Because if you know me, I'm competitive. Through COVID, I homeschooled my kids. We were in complete lockdown for a year, and so I trained at home, alone, in my home gym. I'm wired to work hard. I'm wired to compete, just like a lot of you. Through that, God has blessed me, and through that year, I qualified to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> Coming back from the games, I hit another crossroads. Do I do it again? Leaning on the Lord for his direction and knowing through COVID the lockdowns were over and we were opening up and my training would be much less because I needed to run my kids around to all their activities and I wanted to be with them. He led me to FCA. To use this journey I just talked to you about for his glory and to bring fitness to FCA for everyone athletic to special needs, young to old. My life verse through sports, being an engineer and a mom, and experiencing being a professional athlete to now a full-time FCA staff member, is Philippians 4:12 through 13. I know how to do with little and with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret of being content. Whether in abundance or in need, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. All right, our theme verse for tonight, God has a plan for you. Let's dive in. But first, will you pray with me? Dear God, we praise you for your word and this scripture promise tonight. Free us from distractions right now. Holy Spirit, speak through me with these words to penetrate these hearts and leave them changed for you in your glory. Amen. This is our verse tonight. Did you know that God has a plan for you? Yes, God does. He does. In the beginning of the Bible, before Jesus was born, God was not keeping his plan a secret. His purpose was to unite us in one body with Christ. Let's read this. I'll read it out loud. 
Ephesians 1, 10 through 11. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything, say everything, everything. together under the authority of Christ. Everything, say everything. everything. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose you in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. Thank you. But his plan could not be fully understood until Christ died and he rose from the dead. To do this, when Jesus rose, he sent his spirit to live in us so that we are never without him. God had a rescue plan from the beginning for us because all of us are sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God, just like Adam and Eve. Here's a quick way to know or share the good news. At FCA, we call it the four. You ready? The heart. God loves you. Say, God loves me. me. The division sign. Sin separates me. Say, sin separates me. Good, the cross, Jesus rescues me. Good, the question mark, will you trust Jesus? Good, thank you. And God wants, to, wants us to know this plan. It's not a secret. He sent his son to rescue us through Jesus Christ alone. From this scripture, God is sovereign, which means he's in control of all things. Therefore, he makes everything work out according to his plan. Awesome. Okay, we'll move on. I just want you to know, God has a plan for you. Say me. Me. Yes, you. God has a plan for you. Will you trust Jesus? More on the four this week. You'll actually be getting bracelets tonight from your huddle leader, and you'll get to share this and wear it around all week. But remember, when life seems chaotic, remember truth. Jesus is Lord. God is in control. God has a rescue plan for you no matter what life brings. So let's dive into the three key points that I have tonight about knowing yourself. Number one, individuality. Two, what's your why? And three, knowing that you're loved. For my topic on individuality, the golden arrow, I often ask myself, why me? Why did God create me the way that he did? Am I too obsessed with my sport? We'll talk about how you were created in just a minute. Next, we'll do a heart check, the blue arrow. What's your why? To understand our motives behind what's driving our passions and realize we are chosen to bring God glory. Then we'll finish with knowing that we are loved, the red arrow. Just like this picture, the world may seem loud, chaotic, confusing, and so pressure-filled. But we need to remember what Jesus said when he was asked, Who do you say that I am? In Matthew 16, Jesus said, but you, he asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. So to really know yourself, we must know our creator. For example, think of something that you've created before in your life, like a Lego tower when you were younger, or maybe when you get older, a future Tesla or maybe right now, a computer app, right? The creator knows more than the person using it. So learning who God is will tell us more about who we are. 
The creator knows every feature, every detail, every application's use or purpose more than the user would ever know. So we must know God. You are created in his image. You are chosen by God and set apart for his purpose. And you are loved. You're so deeply loved. So we can ask, just like Jesus did, who do you say that I am? I don't know what your friends or your followers on Instagram would say, but I sure know what God would say. He would say to you that you are loved. You are mine. You are my perfect creation, and I choose you. That's who I say that you are, and no matter what happens, I will always choose you, and I will always love you. All right, you ready? Let's dive into these three arrows before we break into our small groups. First, the gold arrow on individuality. Let's go to God's word first in Psalms 139. Let's read this together. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Do you ever praise God for how you were made? I love this quote right right there. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Be different by being yourself. You are made in God's image. Be proud of your uniqueness. Be unashamed. Remember those questions I mentioned on the previous slide? Am I too into my sport? Why did God make me this way? A great mentor once taught me not to feel ashamed of what I'm passionate about, but to live it out for his glory. But for the longest time, I didn't even know what that meant. How can I play my sport and still give God the glory? That leads us to my second arrow. What's your why? You're chosen for his glory and not yours. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might bear fruit. Jesus made the first choice to love and to die for us, to invite us to live with him forever. We make the next choice, to accept or to reject that offer. Without his choice, we would have no choice. Since he chose us, our response is out of reverence and gratitude to give him all the glory. But how do we give him the glory? This slide is my best attempt to to explain to you my experience of living this out. Here's my best way to answer doing my sport and how to give him the glory while doing it. I bend my thoughts into these six areas as the best way I can describe it as my heart's desire is to only impress God and not the crowd. To make only my heavenly father proud But how can I do that? Number one, practice and play with integrity. Do not cut corners, do not cheat. I trained at home alone for a year with nobody watching me. And by that, I learned integrity. Don't cut corners, work hard, and he's got your back. Number two, play with effort. Be the hardest worker on the field or on the court. Always give your best. Three, show kindness. Be the opponent that will change the feel of a game. 
help people up, know that it's just a game, and an opportunity to show somebody, possibly your opponent, who Jesus is through your actions. Respect the officials, hand them the ball, go after the ball when it goes out of bounds and hand it to them. Shake their hands after the game. Be a selfless leader. Put your teammates first. Take ownership. Take extreme ownership. Make them better. Be their guide. A team is only as good as its weakest player. Show respect. Honor those who are older than you. Show respect to your coaches, referees, volunteers, and even the custodians that make your sport possible. It's as simple as listening well. Being thankful and saying thank you out loud. And even picking up trash around your bench after your game. Thanking custodians for sweeping the court before practice. And telling mom and dad, thanks for the ride. And last, recognition. In your heart and in your mind, you need to know, acknowledge, and recognize who gave you your talents and your gifts. Deep down inside, I know that all of my talents and all of my gifts came from the same source because I know that the all-powerful God is the creator of all matter and life. Therefore, our abilities, even if through genetics or environment, must ultimately come from him because he's the creator of genetics and environment. Our gifts are a gift. So play with reverence that God chose you and he equipped you specifically. These traits will set you apart. You'll shine so bright. You'll have so many followers that you can lead straight to Jesus. This is not a complete list. This is just my attempt to practically share how to give God the glory in your sport. So we know that we're created by God. We're chosen to bear fruit for his glory and not our own. So on to our last arrow. Know that you are loved. God loves you. Say it with me. God loves me. God loves me. Say it again. God loves me. Say it again. He loved you first. He chose you first. You are loved whether you know it or not. Whether you feel it or not, you are loved. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son, Jesus, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? People may say, you take this Jesus thing pretty seriously. Your response could be, well, I don't know, but Christ took me pretty seriously when he died on the cross. Christ took you seriously. To die for you, say the word no. K-N-O-W, no. No, know that you're loved. Love to the point of death on a cross to sacrifice for our sins, to pay the price so that we can go to heaven. Therefore, know this. Let's read this out loud. Ready? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead 
is available for the day-to-day challenges of people who trust in that power. You have the power of God in you. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. Nothing is too big or too small for our God. Will you trust him? So back to our theme. Everything in Christ with unashamed pursuit. How can you take the idea of being unashamed in who you are, your individuality of how God created you differently from anyone else in this world, and take the gifts and passions that he's placed inside of you and to use it for his glory? You'll get a chance to think on that tonight with your huddle leaders and talk about it in just a bit. So as I close, I want to encourage you in your lifelong pursuit to be unashamed. I encourage you to seek God first, choose friends wisely, and be bold in who you are. Isn't it awesome that the God of this universe determined it needed you? So you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Be proud of that. And honor him by using your gifts to give him glory. I'll close with this quote from Francis Chan. Our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at life, at things in life that really don't matter. Will you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I praise you for, these ama- for, for just your amazing self-existent creator that you are. For your creation sitting right here in front of me, these kids, this next generation. Lord, forgive us for when we do things for our own glory and not for yours. And help us to recognize that all our gifts and talents are from you, our creator, and to honor you with them. Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for each athlete, coach, volunteer, and everybody that is here tonight. Bless them and may this message penetrate them personally according to your will. Lead us this week and make us aware of our thoughts and our actions and walk humbly in you with integrity and effort and kindness and selflessness, respect and recognition for you for every good thing. In your powerful name, Lord Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You are